Hi, welcome to another episode of Now and Then with Brad and Isaiah. It's your solo host in his newsstand, Isaiah. I'm here, but I have a guest, a special guest in a special place, and we're doing this in a special way. Uh, my friend, my compatriot, my fellow magical wizard, uh, Terrell Flowers. Hi, Flowers. Hey, what's going on, world? So he is live from Columbus. I mean, this will be pre-recorded when you hear, but live to me. Um, how is it in Columbus, man? Uh, it's kind of dark. Kind of dark, yeah. That's that's similar to Cincinnati right now. It's very mopey yeah, it's weather. Right. Yeah, it's about to rain that too. Uh, it's like not rainy, but it's just cloudy. Just cloudy, no meatballs. Yeah, yeah we got a little bit of rain, not too much. Yeah, hell yeah. Just a couple of drizzles on my way into town. Drip, drip, drop. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, uh, Flowers had hit me up. Uh, you know, some events from the week kind of trickled down. And he was like, it's time. And he hit me up. And I was like, okay, bet. We're going to make this shit happen. So here we are. Um, Flowers, I don't know if you wanted to, like, you know, say anything about yourself or whatever. You can totally platform now. And we'll do a little bit maybe at the end if you want to do any plugs or whatever. But um, feel free to, you know, throw your two cents about yourself. Let them know. Uh, well, I'm your standard IT and magic nerd uh, who cares too much about the world. Bleeding heart liberal, I'll admit it. But uh, I want to do something special, and I want to talk about uh, some events we got going on. Hell yeah, hell yeah, and I'm happy to have you. Um, you're probably going to notice that a lot of the theme of the week that I got for this like newsstand episode it's very black, uh, very, uh, at least black issue motivated. Black, black, black y'all. I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. Um, that's uh, that's inside baseball, if you know, you know. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, I know sometimes I don't like to talk about my week and stuff on this episode, but I'm going to do a little bit. Um, let's see, food corner. What did I eat? I had some Chipotle. I tried that new pollo asado or whatever. Oh, I did too. You like, did you like it? I liked it. You liked it? You vibed? It was a vibe? Um, I did as well. It was a vibe. Um, but I really just felt like, I'm like, oh, so you guys finally seasoned your chicken, huh? That's neat. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, it's fine. It was good. Um, let's see. Other than that, nothing too crazy. I just wanted to get that out of the way today because, I mean, I'm, I might forget that. Chipotle is kind of forgettable, but, you know, you still want it when you want it. Oh, definitely. I had a big craving for a Friday. I'm like, it's payday. Let's do this. Let's go, right? I was feeling it. I've been wanting it all week, so I finally, I was like, I just treated myself. Um, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Also, I uh, did a Starbucks run today in my Bougie Chronicles. Starbies. Yeah, dude, Starbies. <laughs> Someone said that to me. <laughs> I heard that for the first time this year, and I was like, what is a Starbies? They're like, a Starbucks, Isaiah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. Sorry. My coworker mine says it all the time. She was always <laughs> like, I'm going to Starbies. Starbies. Um, I've shifted from being a PSL bitch to being a uh, white mocha slut. So that's me now. Ooh. Yeah, it feels good. I feel like I got a turtleneck sweater on. Feels nice. Um, I'm ready for anything. Um, I've never strayed away from the caramel frappe. Dude, it's that's a good one. That's a good staple to have. Uh-huh. Smart man. Smart man. Um, <laughs> but on that note, we'll get into some news. Um, like I said, crux of the matter, the ooey-gooey of the fooey. Um... I mean, I'm going to say for worse. I think both of us would agree. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted on all charges. 
Um, yep. So essentially, I'll give you like a little bit of a rundown of the situation. Um, I've kind of talked about it a little bit before, and I know Flowers is pretty caught up. Um, but essentially, uh, right before they even went into jury deliberla- deliberations, that's the word, um, Judge Schrodinger, Bruce Schrodinger, what a, what a man, um, essentially... He decided, hey, on that misdemeanor gun charge bullshit, we're not even going to put that up. Throw that out. So he threw it out pretty much on this on the merit that it, it could be construed as a hunting rifle because of the size barrel, even though it is a military-style semi-automatic rifle. They're like, come on, let's just be real here. Let's be cool guys here and uh, just throw it out. So they threw that out before they even did the deliberations. Uh, deliberations took about 26 hours in total. Um, honestly, that was the part I was most surprised about because I kind of started figuring like a lot of people did, oh, this case is going to go away. He is going to get out. Like Kyle's going to get off of this. Like you can see the bias of the judge a bit. You can kind of see that the prosecutor, prosecutors aren't hitting it really. And, um, it's just kind of looking not good. And then, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse did his whole little cry, you know, for the jury and everybody. And that scene. talk about them crocodile tears real quick? Go for it. That was the most annoying thing I'd ever seen in my life. The meme for that. The one where they put the nails on him. Oh, my God, that was funny. But, like. The, the mukbang was, was my favorite food. one with all the food. And he's, like, crying over the food. And you're, like, when your food finally comes in for the mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> that was good too <laughs> but like I just if as a black man if all I could do was cry in front of a jury and get off you know how good my life would be dude dude and that's the thing and this is where we we trace it back to this being a black issue and people have brought this mm-hmm. up too is that if if Kyle Rittenhouse was a black man you rewind it back to the event where he shoots Rosenbaum. He doesn't even get to run. I guarantee you, he doesn't even get a chance to shoot more people. And even if he does, the cops gun him down right there in the middle of the street. No shot. Like, and it's just one of those things where it's so frustrating because the other side doesn't get it. And that's why I get frustrated even trying to argue with people about it is because they want to talk about, the victims and they blame the victims. Well, you know, Rosenbaum was a pedophile. Well, you know, the other guy like hit his grandma or something like that. It's always some reason to deflect and blame. And this is why the person deserved to get it. Even though the literal shooter didn't know any of that was shooting literally with no foresight, just, and and that's another thing too, which is the crux of the case is this self-defense, which essentially that's what the jury ruled. They said, Hey, it adds up to that. But it's very frustrating because how is it self-defense when this when this kid, this 17-year-old boy at the time, I'm going to call him a man. He knew what he was doing. He goes right. into a situation, throws himself into chaos, and guess what happens? A chaotic event where he's using his gun he was openly carrying. Like, it's a frustrating situation that he gets to go through and get out of that a, a large part of this population would not be able to do. And it's frustrating as hell. When this originally came out, I didn't see it as a black issue. Both victims were white. The perpetrator was white. And, uh, like, self-defense, I thought that... I I knew when they claimed self-defense, I knew he was going to get off. Just because we love to jerk the barrels of our guns in this country. We do. This is why I see it as a black issue now. 
Philando Castillo had a gun on his hip in his car and was gunned down for no reason. It's a black issue because we would not have been afforded that. We just talked about the same grace. Right. If, if Kyle Rittenhouse had had been a black man with a handgun, like in his vicinity, not even holding it, it could have been five feet away from him. He would have been gunned down immediately. There would have been no sympathy. As a matter of fact, he didn't have any sympathy. What about when he came out with that uh, free as fuck shirt on uh, flashing the white power sign? Oh, I know. wild to me. Yeah. Like, none of that was taken into consideration. And I guess, like, it doesn't matter in the eyes of justice. People will say the system's broke. The system isn't broke. The system is working as intended. Exactly. people like him off. It, uh, to even be select for jury duty, they pick voter registrations. And a lot of us on the left don't vote too often, because if we did, we'd see a big change. And I know a lot of my leftist friends are going to be like, uh, well, voting doesn't solve anything. It does. It does. It gets us in the jury pool. It gets legislation passed. It gets the right people. Yeah, that's often a, a problem I have with what I call lefties, like people who are just trying to be ultra left. And I get it. Or you want to say socialist. That's fine. Like those ideals are fine. But you do have to understand that you are playing in a situation where it's a two-party system. And it sucks because both parties suck. But, like, you um, have to make the most of the people who are at least advertising to you. The, the, the conservative side never does that. They only play for themselves. Right. At least you can have a team that at least on the front says, okay, we'll pretend that you matter. But you're right. And it's one of those things where it is it, it can suck. And I understand, like I said, back to the lefties, where it's like, well, we don't want to participate. But doing your best, especially at the local level, does the most, you know, it, it changes things, which is something we're going to get into a little bit later, I think, too, with some of these other um, articles. But um, but yeah, it's 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 a shitty situation. It sucks how polarized things got, um, you know, actually on the post thing and as things were going, there's demonstrations from both sides, people coming out, um, yelling and screaming Um I, it didn't solve anything. I, I don't think there was too much riot activity, even though the National Guard was uh, sent out. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was that was good that there was not any excess violence, and hopefully there won't be. Um, I heard uh, that there was something in New York be. that popped off, because I, I think there was something there, but it wasn't, like, super crazy. But, um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I mean, we will definitely keep you posted on any more that falls out. Um, I want to say, though, what was it? I saw that right after, like the, that night that he got off, um, Tucker Carlson put up his little mini documentary thing on the situation and it has like coverage of him. And it's literally like him laying on the couch, contemplating the situation, like the trial. And he's like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm scared. I'm, I'm up all night thinking about it and wondering how it's going to go. And then like it cuts through and then, you know, it ends in him in the car post the verdict and he's all happy. And I'm like, oh, my God, dude. This motherfucker's going to be on Joe Rogan by, like, next month. You know it. You fucking know it. Oh, definitely. Like, Not even that, but can I go back to, like, there wasn't any riots or, like, anything because of the verdict? Yeah. I don't think there will be any more riots. This verdict gave them carte blanche to open carry. True. To different states. And all they have to do is say, I fear for my life. And then just pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Like, Kyle Rittenhouse was the first, but he will not be the last, I guarantee. Oh, for sure. Because it's one of those things where this was a a, a really big bell ringer where it's like, look, now you can say, hey, I can defend myself with my weapon 
that's my right. These people are, you know, are, you know, demonstrating violence or whatever, but these people are protesting. These people are peacefully, lawfully protesting. And even if you don't fire, you are trying to intimidate these people. And now it is clear as day that you're allowed to do that. Um, And that is something that's really fucking shitty. And you're right. I think it, it, it denotes it, but I'm sure, you know, if you remember, you know, the shit that was happening last year with the protest down and, you know, downtown in Cincinnati, that shit was Um, wild as fuck. Like they were literally just, it was cop shooting rubber bullets and just all kinds of fucking shit at people, all kinds of wild ass behavior. I mean, and you saw that shit across the state. And I mean, now you're seeing like, hey, government is literally, you know, the judges and, you know, everything are just like, it's okay. It's fine. You know, keep your AR. Um, We are moving ever closer to a police state. And I don't believe in violence. But if you plan to protest, carry a gun. The Second Amendment works both ways. Yeah, and but the thing that sucks I mean, though, saw, it doesn't really work both ways. That's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, because you saw that what happened to the guy who was maimed. You know, he he was doing a situation. Mm-hmm. He was trying to not shoot, and he got shot because inevitably, when you do bring guns to these things, and this isn't me trying to be anti-gun. It's just one of those things where it's like it's kind of like one of those percentage factors. When you bring a gun, it inevitably will escalate the violence because you have a gun, and at some point you're going to see someone else with the gun and you're going to want to have to react or you're going to be attacked or there's going to be a situation where there is going to be conflict, which has happened at some of these protests and riots. And then they will shoot yep. you and say it's your fault because you had a gun. It's backwards as fuck. <laughs> like, it really is. You know, like it's, it's, it's one of those things where I know this podcast won't be the nut to crack it, you know, but we're doing our goddamn best. <laughs> That's right. Um, but that's all we can do. That's 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 all we fucking can do, flowers, baby. You're right. You goddamn right. Um, but in some other news, uh, Julius Jones, um, he has been granted clemency by the governor, the Oklahoma governor. Uh, Kevin Stitt is the name. Um, the bright side is that he was granted clemency from a death sentence, so that's great. I, you know, it's. I honestly, I don't know how you feel about it, flowers, but I. I understand why the death sentence, like why the death penalty exists, why it existed, but I definitely see with all the data given to me, how, how many times you see someone wrongfully evicted, convicted, or, you know, new things come out that dispute whatever happened, DNA, whatever the fuck you find out we shouldn't be killing this, this person, white, black, whoever. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh shit, like, but we killed them. (laughs) Like, it's too late. Like you never know. And it's just one of those things where it's like, at the end of the day, the way our prison system is set up, that's punishment enough. <laughs> like, I mean, so I, I just really don't is. see both ways about it, like how the death sentence doesn't exist. And plus, it's so expensive. It's so much taxpayer money. Um, right. But I mean, I was happy to see this happen, that he was granted clemency, um, especially in a situation where, once again, like I said, I mean, some people will say, no, he should be there. He wasn't accomplished to this carjacking. I believe Powell, Paul Howell? was the man who was killed in the carjacking um, that he was sentenced to death for, uh, was it Jones, uh, Julius Jones. But um, that the silver lining is, yes, he got his sentence, uh, you know, commuted to just life. But he had to accept a deal that he could not get parole ever or apply for it. And there was no way out of it from here. So he's like fastened to the sentence for life, but at least he's not going to be killed by the state. Like, 
that part was not cool to me, the last part, but I mean, it's good that they aren't killing yeah. another black man. Um, but um, I don't know how. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I don't know how I feel about this because that it's messy. Yeah, because this man will never be free again. Right, and he doesn't yeah, even get a chance to fight for it. What'd you say? He doesn't even get a chance to fight about it. Like he had to take that deal. Like there wasn't like, what are you to do? Like, oh no, I'll hold out. I guess you could kill me, and maybe, maybe the law will change someday. Like, no. I don't know. Like, because I thought about like, I am not built for prison. So I've always said, bro, just kill me. <laughs> just, just kill me. me. <laughs> nah, just give me death, dog. I'm not going. Bro, just green mile me, dog. <laughs> Save my precious butthole. I'm not not doing jail. Oh, no, so this I... man was not given the chance for parole. Like that's crazy to me. And I don't think that I, I'm very anti-death penalty. As long as humans make mistakes, I, I don't believe that a death penalty should exist. Like you said, prison is enough. You are stripped away from your family. Uh, a lot of your friends, um, you're stuck in this system where like, you are caged. And I think that's enough, especially because we don't rehabilitate. No. We put people in prison and then we just call it a day. It's just punishment. Yeah, there is no rehabilitation. And a lot of these people could be real rehabilitated. Like, I mean, people steal because they, you know, like, it, it, they need something. Like, uh, Oh, gosh. I remember there was a case about a lady who, like, stole baby formula and went to jail for it. Yes. And it's like, what was the option? Let her child go hungry? Like, people's basic needs aren't being met. We put them in jail instead of rehabilitating, see what the problem is. If we did that, I guarantee you that we would see a lot of uh, a lot of betterment of society. Yeah. But it's, we just want to, we're so just hard on with uh, crime and punishment that None of that seems to matter. What these people can give to, to society. Right. It's one of those things where you see that the system is just designed to churn through people, especially people of color, especially people who are downtrodden, who don't have the money uh-huh. to properly defend themselves in court, and they just get churned through the system. And that's all they get. And like they just get forgotten about as a, a statistic. And I mean, that essentially is just slavery. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's essentially yeah, how we were able to carry it out. Exactly. Um, so it, it, I see what you're saying. Like, essentially, you're like, yeah, it's super great that he is not going to be murdered. But like, you know, like I said, the rest of it is his rest of his life is in jail and he can't do anything about it. Right. You know, I will say this, though, uh, like life matters. Life matters so much. This man isn't dead. And, I mean, like, in jail, you do get phone calls. So his family can still communicate with right, him. Right, exactly. Uh, like, that's a good thing. But it's just, like, uh, like on a personal level, like, that, that lack of freedom forever just kind of, oh, it doesn't sit right for some reason. Yeah, I know. In my emo moments, I'll be like, oh, my God, my life is like a prison. But I, I've cut that shit out because I'm like, you know what? My life is not like a fucking prison because I can leave. I can live. I have full autonomy. I can do what I want. Mm -hmm. I get to literally have a chance. Exactly. And that is something you are robbed of in an actual factual fucking prison, which is something we literally put put people through 
without a second thought sometimes. And um, what do you mean sometimes? A lot of the time. And um, right, right. Which is actually a segue into the other article I have here. Um, Essentially two men who were convicted of the assassination of Malcolm X, they were exonerated. Um, Muhammad A. Aziz, who is 83, and then the late Khalil Islam, um, they both had their sentence commuted by, or they were both exonerated. Sorry, I don't know if commuted is the right word there. Um, but um, by Judge Ellen Ellen Bieben? I think I got that right. Um, yeah. It was good to hear at least someone say, hey, I apologize, because this is fucked up what happened to you guys. Like, essentially, the layout of the situation was there's a third man. Um, I believe Hameem, I got his name wrong, but I'll find it in a second. Um, but essentially the two of them were, well, all three of them were accused of it. And they're like, you were all involved in this plot. You all were there. You all did it. Like you're all going down for it. But one of the men, um, essentially was like, Hey, no, they didn't do it. You know, this guy for sure wasn't even there. They weren't there. I did it. And I was involved, but they're like, no, all three of you were. And literally there was FBI evidence. There was testimony involved pretty much saying, hey, like, no. And Aziz even says, hey, I was not there. I had a hurt leg. I was at home. I heard about this. And now I'm getting arrested for it. Um, So, I mean, the shit was wild. They let it happen, you know, just because they're like, why not? (laughs) Two two less Negroes to worry about, I'm sure was the thought. Like, Oh, 100%. You know, it, ugh. Let's see if I can find the name here. Oh, I, I love that the, the Bill de Blasio was like, oh, yeah, this is so wrong. Oh, ooh, ooh, we should totally fix this. Finally, that that was neat of Bill de Blasio. He's the mayor of, or former governor, I think. Mayor, mayor, my bad, of New York. Um, so he had uh, two cents to say, which I guess was nice. Um if it was so wrong, why wouldn't it fix uh, some decades ago? Right, right, right. Like, you could have corrected this. This has been in the air. Like, the Innocent Project has been covering this, along with Aziz's lawyer. Like, literally, um, Islam, he died in prison over this. Like, yeah, his name is cleared, but, like, not really. Like, he's dead. And it's like, that's just the fucked up part. But I did find the name of the uh, the person who, you know, was trying to say, hey, they didn't do it. Uh, it was... Mm. Mujadid Abdul Halim, um, and he was also known as Talmadge Hayer and Thomas Hagen. So I guess he had other names, but um, yeah. you know, essentially he was like, "Hey, I was the one who was involved. These other guys weren't, and um, it was me." And he even said that in court. And they're like, "Okay, but uh, we're getting all of you guys. Sorry." Um, so hey, bye. <laughs> bye. Um. So yeah, I wanted to just cover that because it was definitely something that was popping off and I was like, damn. Also, it gave me a chance to talk about Malcolm X, which is an amazing figure, a figure in, in history. Um, I think a lot of times people talk about, you know, oh, he was very anti-white and da 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 And it's like, that really wasn't the crux of what the matter was. It was just, he was very pro-black <laughs> and it was very about bringing awareness to your place in history and how you shouldn't be in a situation where you're so downtrodden. Um, and then he also, then after coming back from, you know, his pilgrimage to Mecca, he really changed and, you know, was a different person. 
And um, also he realized that the Nation of Islam wasn't what it was. And Elijah Muhammad wasn't the man he said he was. Um, I'm not trying to get them to come for me, so I won't say more there. Um, but, but, um, like I said, I just wanted to cover this. It was really cool, really poignant. I'm glad at least one man is getting to breathe free air for it. Hopefully he gets money. I would love that. I always love when these people get out that they get their cases flipped. Um, now, hold on now. I don't think he's getting any money. Uh, the white man gave him his freedom now. I know. He and, with no money. Plus, he's 83, and a, yeah. a whole legal process, I guarantee, like, good luck. I don't know. Um, right. I hope he does get some money on, like, a real no. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, what is your, like I said, decades. Right. Decades of life gone unfairly. And it's like, there's nothing that anyone can give to to, to remedy that situation. You're right. That is that time that he could have found love and had a family and a burgeoning career, but instead, inside of a jail cell while everybody else can watch you take a shit, you get no privacy, no freedom, no right. new experiences. Right. Like, just to put it in the context, uh, I'm not sure exactly when Malcolm X died, but I know it was before I was born, and I was born in 91. It was 66, so, I believe. What was it? I believe he died in 66. Yeah, February 28th, 1966. Okay. 1966, yeah. So think about from 66 to today. We went through the VCR, the laser disc, the DVD. Laser disc. <laughs> like this man was in jail wrongly for all of those inventions. Like think about the gravity of that. Right. This man is out of into the world in a totally different era. Yeah. Like the world has it's changed time and time again while he was in a cell. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy fucking shit. Um it is. And I mean now we're gonna, you know, we're gonna change gears a little bit. Uh we're getting out of prison. We're busting out. Uh but uh sadly we are going to be talking about a situation which I, I Flowers and I both agree is a very cringe situation. Uh, I found my info from like the USA Today, but essentially a judge rules Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa, uh, must re- must turn over private therapy records. So essentially this judge, what is it, Charles Eick? Eick. What a, what a perfect last name for the situation. Um <laughs> He decided to do a very icky thing, and he said, hey, you need to turn over. Um, well, he has a quote here. I got him. Uh, the requests are plainly relevant to the claims and defenses herein, and as narrowed by this order, the requests are proportional to the needs of the case. Uh, so essentially what he wants are her like whole records between her and, I believe, what her therapist or, um, yeah, her therapist. Uh, they just want all of it, just all the whole dossier of it, and it goes back deep. Like, I because I'm and flowers. I'm glad you caught it because you said how far it goes back like to the set. Yeah, 2017. No, January 2010. So conversations going way back, way way back. I guess to I a step. It was just a thing that I do when I get old, and I don't think a thing happened as far back as it did. So I was like, there is no way Kobe died. 2017. No, no, and you're right. He died right around COVID. 2020. Yeah. 
It was so like right before the pandemic hit. Years before this man died. Yeah. Essentially, the defense wants to prove, hey, it's not our fault. Like, yeah, these people took photos. The EMTs took photos. But like, she was already in a state because she just lost her husband and her daughter, which is kind of like, okay, but how do those records prove anything? Like, you would be upset about that. Of course, anyone would be. They're going to go through the stages of loss, just like anyone would be. And they're going to talk about it with their therapist. Okay, of course. But you would also be more upset once you found out that someone shared photos of your dead family members. Right. You know, like, it's a very duh thing. And I don't understand why we have to go through what I would feel like is a rigmarole through her Mm -hmm. records. That far deep, especially. Yeah, this is cruel and unusual. Very. Like, obviously, if I were Vanessa, I would, uh, well, I guess you got to go with your lawyer. But, like, on first thought, I'm like, I would comply because I would just want these people to face some kind of justice. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we've all lost somebody close to us. And if I figure out somebody took pictures of, like, my significant other's dead body, like, there would be a a massacre. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would not. They would call me Rittenhouse 2.0 because I'd have to shoot somebody up. I mean, I don't know if I can say that on the air, but I mean, that's just the thing. Like, uh, you, would, you would do it allegedly. You would do it allegedly. Allegedly. You would do this allegedly, in a video game. In a video game. In Minecraft. Yeah. All right. So um, so that's pretty much the meat of that uh, Vanessa situation. You know, we'll definitely keep you posted on more that comes up. But yeah, it was very cringe core. Very weird. Um, and I hope that like, kind of like what you were saying is just like, she can just weather the storm, you know, and then mm-hmm. get her money because they've already settled out with the rest of the people. It's just her case that's being dragged out because of this kind of bullshit. So, um, it's who she is, exactly. She it's definitely you. name It's definitely name. And they don't want to pay all this extra money because of the fact that it's like, look, she's calling it what it is. Like you guys took um, pictures that were only supposed to be used to for like evidence or whatever the fuck. And you're trying to share them. That's like exploitative as fuck. Or their personal photos that these oh, EMP definitely. people took. Like, it's just gross. That's gross, dude. Ugh, that's some nightcrawler ass shit, dude. Humane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that article. Got a couple more to go. Um, this is a little one I pulled out from complex as I was surfing through the Twitter. Um, but essentially uh, conservative moms group will pay $500 to snitch on teachers over new law prohibiting critical race theory and more. Uh, so that, that got me that, that, that definitely made me click. Um, but essentially, yeah, Karen's being Karen's. Um, but essentially this was a New Hampshire group, um, in their, their, it's a big chapter called moms for Liberty. Um, I believe there's like over a hundred chapters of of this group throughout the U.S. or some shit. Um, yeah, uh, over 135 chapters uh, with over 56,000 members. So that's 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 all around America. That's a lot of Karens with a lot of neat haircuts. Um, yeah. But essentially, a lot of unseasoned chicken. Mmm, it's nice and dry for you. No Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. I love their tweet. Feel my lips sticking together. <laughs> mm, clasp. Um, 
but um, they said, this is the tweet they blasted. Uh, we've got $500 for the, for the person that first successfully catches a public school teacher breaking this law. Students, parents, teachers, school staff, we want to, we want to know. We will pledge anonymity if you want. So essentially, it's the law that's going to enforce, um, you know, what they feel is something that is going to be offensive to any one group that is like naturally racist, sexist, or oppressive. Um, essentially, they want to say no CT- CRT or critical race theory. They're like, we don't want it in our school, even though that's something that's caught at a college level. It's not taught in any kind of public school, private school capacity. Um, exactly. Critical race theory has never been taught to children. Never. It is an offshoot of critical theory. Yeah. Which is all, it's college level. So basically they're saying, yeah, we got $500. Just we have $500. We're not giving it to anybody because it's never going to be a thing that's ever used. Right. So like, uh, congratulations. And There's I, one thing about this that really gets to me, though. Uh, there's a couple things, actually. Right, and I got a, I got a bone or two, too. Go ahead. All right, so the first thing is, is just like anything that's America bad is critical race theory. And it's not even like America is bad. Like, this is so easily tied into America was bad, but we overcame. And it's like, they don't want to see it that way. It's like, nope, if anything shows America in any kind of bad light, it is bad. Not just and America, thing, not uh, just America, white America. Yeah, yeah, white America. And the second thing is, Oh, shoot, I lost it. Oh, okay. no. Lost in the sauce. That's okay. That, that is common on now and then. We're usually high or, or drunk, so it's okay. You're in good company. That happens. Um, but I'll let, you get, I'll let you think that thought. If you come back to it, we can come back to it. Um, but for me, uh-huh. the thing that was really foul about this is you can tell that these people, these these moms of liberty, these people saw what happened in Texas with the abortion bounty bullshit, and they said, holy shit on a cracker, this is a great idea. We need to do this, but for CRT. And they just said, blast it, blast the tweet, let's go. Because that's literally how thirsty they are for this shit. I mean, there are people who are fighting over not just this, but the COVID bullshit, and they're literally over here threatening school board members they're going mafia style on these motherfuckers. Like, we know where you are. We're ready to dox you. We're ready to tell the truth about it all. And it's like, what are you guys doing? Don't you just want your kids to go to school? Isn't that what, that's what I would want. If I had Spawn, I'd want to get their little asses in, in school and get them out. That's what I want. But these guys want to fight about yeah. shit. And um, they're going to great lengths. <laughs> Um, they they're trying to bring back the old school, uh, the old school lynch mob. Like, <laughs> yeah, no dude. Process. They talk about liberty, daughter or moms of liberty. There's no liberty. This is a lynch mob. Somebody said a thing you don't like, and you're like, "Well, we're gonna, we're gonna string them up, like basically financially." Like, it's yeah. Th- that's what this is. This is a lynch mob, and no, and I, I don't use the term lightly. Uh, there's one thing about me is like when I use a term, like it's because it, it mat words matter. This is a lynch mob style thing. There is no due process, just like the Texas abortion thing. It's people talking about taking justice in their own hands. 
they don't want as much as they talk about liberty. There is no liberty here. Yeah. And these people are they're they're, they're crazy. It is exactly crazy. You don't want your children to learn about America. You like you want them to learn about your version of America, but your version is the wrong version. Uh, last I checked, the Union won, and <laughs> that's right. Last time I checked, Robert fucking E. Lee or whatever took an L. That's what I thought. That's what I read. That's what you know. You can't wash that away, but you can try. I guess. I mean, they try and they succeeded mostly in the South. Like it's taught, like the war of Northern aggression. They're trying to erase history, and like a lot of us, we we live in a society where it's like we we expect certain things, and like these people have been in the undercurrent, like rearranging, and so now, like with the statue thing, I know this is completely like off topic, but it's about the same thing. It was, you know, they tried to rewrite history right before our eyes. Like, oh, these statues are a, a testament to... No, they weren't. They were put up in, like, 1975. Get the fuck out of here. Right. This was you trying to and deify the these thing. fucking assholes. Like, straight the fuck uh-huh. up. And that's exactly what these Karens are doing. They're trying to deify the assholes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like Fifty Shades of Vigilanteism. It's... It's from the Rittenhouse shit to even just the micro shit like this. Like, yeah, it's $500. Mm-hmm. They probably just give it to one person just to say they did it, just to set the president. But that's what this is always right. about. It's always about pushing it. It's always about taking just a little more, just a little more. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and if you don't fight it, if you let it happen, then they take more and they take more. Yep. So um, uh, we saw that with Trump. Yep. Like when Trump was running, we like, there were just so many things. I'm like, this man is not making it. Like, all right, go on ahead and give that to Hillary. But, like, that undercurrent was there, and that undercurrent was eating it all up. Like, I thought when he did the, I don't remember, and, like, did the, uh, making fun of the mentally, uh... Oh, dude, yeah, you thought that was a wrap. Me too, yeah. I thought that was was it. And then when he made fun of Ted Cruz's wife, I thought that was it. Grabbing by the pussy, I did not think that that was going to disqualify him. I'm like, nah, it'll probably... You know, like that that's nothing. But making fun of Ted Cruz's wife and the uh, I don't remember thing, I thought for sure that was going to disqualify him. But that undercurrent, that, that man's of liberty, that, that judge that got Kyle Rittenhouse, that was still there and it was bubbling. That um uh, uh what's her name? Marjorie Taylor Green. That was Oh all fuck her, yeah. Her. Marjorie Taylor Green, what a con. And these people are going to dismantle that society. We built it on like laws and principles and rules, and they don't want any of that. They're like, yeah, if you see something bad, take it into your own hands. And bad is... <laughs> no, it's one of those things where you just see that... Sorry, what was that? But um, yeah, it's it's one of those... No, you're good. I, I, I think you might have cut out on my end on the last part. It's okay. Um... But um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's people were surprised uh, about Trump. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, we good? Yep, yeah, we're good. Okay, we're running. We're good. Um, but essentially, yeah, I think people kind of let Trump happen, and then it was one of those things where, okay, what a crazy four years, but we fixed it. Now it's over, and it's like, no, it's not over. This energy was here before Trump. 
Trump rode that wave and he's still on that wave to do his little, you know, grifter moves. Like at the end of the day, Trump is, even if he loses, even if he's not going to be on the, you know, the ticket for 2024, Trumpism is still a thing because it's a marketable way to be oppressive, you know? And, um, it is. That sucks, but um, Republicans see it and they kind of either embrace it or they at least kind of give it a pat on the back and they just say, it's there, it's fine, it's okay. And they market themselves um, off of it to be politicians. And, you know, yeah. that's what they want to do. Um, uh, luckily, we do have Republicans like the Lincoln Project that are fighting that. They're like, yo, this isn't cool. These aren't conservative principles. This is a grift. And, like, I, I love people for it. Mitt Romney, he marched for Black Lives Matter. He didn't march with Black Lives Matter, admittedly, but he at least was out there saying, like, yes, this needs to be said. Uh, the late John McCain. Yeah, I mean, like, these people aren't the, the progressive heroes we want to see, but that's exactly what we need to maintain society. We need people with, with clear eyes and with a vision that will... All right, yeah, so I'm not one to really, like, give Mitt Romney or uh, McCain flowers or probably, like, any Republican... Oh, man. Yeah, I struggle to think of one. But I mean, I will say, like I said, if you put a gun in my head and said, hey, you know, pick pick one, pick one of them. I'd be like, I, I, I could see Mitt Romney in office. I could tolerate that. Maybe it'd be a little quirky. Maybe definitely would have been a hell of a lot better than Trump or some dumb shit like that. Um, 100%. Just because they're definitely not progressive icons. But like, ultimately, what we need is somebody who's gonna Who's gonna talk it out, chop it up with the other side? Or at least you can ex- you can understand, like you know what I mean. Like it's predictable, like you know what I mean. Trump was very unpredictable. Trumpism is very unpredictable, and it adds a set of flair that stale ass Republicans never really had. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now they can adopt that brand. And I mean, they've always had buzzwords and counters. They've always been better than the left, honestly, at deflecting the narrative back. Um. Yeah, but this is like the Ric Flair energy. I feel like they were missing. Oh, definitely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yes. Um, but yeah, we can. Uh, we got one more to go. And sadly, I, I like to usually leave on a positive note, but uh, it it does not get better, folks. Um, it only gets worse sometimes. Uh, sadly, uh, Young Dolph, uh, he was murdered, shot, um, in Memphis. Uh, in front of a cookie shop. Um, he was slated later that day to hand out turkeys, which is something he does annually uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, but essentially, yeah, he was shot, um, was it near Ketchum in Memphis? Um, they have footage of it. Like the guys came out, they have like AKs and stuff. They hop in a car, they drive off. Um, but they don't have like any, or at least they haven't released any leads yet. Um, but we'll try to keep you posted. Um, Flowers, I don't know about you. I really wasn't a huge Dolph fan, but any Dolph single I've heard is fire as fuck. Um, right. Chop on the couch. <laughs> yes. 
situation it's one of those things where you know i know my mom my family we've always been super scared and worried you know but we have to live our lives we have to do our best we have to be aware and um it's it's one of those things where it would be nice to see a change where it's all of us working together it's all of us making it happen All right. It seems like we have weathered the storm, my brother. I am so sorry. I you guys haven't seen it. You guys will hear a little bit of it. Um, um, but Flowers has been a Zen monk for me and my first attempt in a long distance uh podcast episode guest appearance. And um he's been spitting that wisdom and I appreciate it. I love it and I love him. Um, I'm going to give him the opportunity if he wants to plug any of his socials, platform anything he's thinking about, whatever. It's his chance. So, Flowers, once again, you can pop off if you want to. Well, I got to put it out in the air. Uh, I'm planning something. Uh, right now, the um, the working title is Project Strike Back, and it's just a way for us to take back what it means to be a uh, on the left. I mean, whether you're a leftist or a liberal or whatever you want to call yourself, whatever that moniker is, uh, we, we need to do something because right now the wrong people are getting power. Uh, we've got grifters just grifting for money and they're getting these offices and they're riling up this, this evil they can't control. They're not going to be able to control it. And it's not going to be long until we have another January 6th that's successful. And so, I mean, we, just, we, we have to do what it takes to protect the country from that evil tide, that undercurrent that grew. Um, so, I mean, when I get more information or do anything with that, I will definitely let Isaiah know, and I'll let you guys know. 
this has been a great experience, man. Good. I'm happy to have you. And um, and definitely, if if you get that shit going, let me know. And like I said, I will bump it. I'll do all my power. And plus, I want to probably be a part oh, of it. Yeah. That sounds fucking fire. Um, but yeah, I mean, as for our end, the Now and Then gang, um, you can always find us on Facebook. What is it? Now Brad. Uh, Twitter, we got a Now underscore Brad. Um, let's see what else we got. We got an Instagram where we post all the little pictures of our stuff that we're doing. You're probably going to see Kyle Rittenhouse falling or crying or something. Um, <laughs> you'll find that on Instagram for sure. That's uh, now and then podcast gang or now and then podcast. Um, now and then podcast gang at gmail.com. And then if you want to do a Patreon shout out, you get $5 to us on the Patreon. We'll shout you out. We'll say your name, say your name. Um, but no, that's another thing. But yeah, um, we'll do that for you. Um, but stay safe, guys. Uh, we love you. Um, hopefully, you'll see flowers again, and um, hopefully, you'll see us again because we'll get things together. Um, we'll make it happen, you know, and um, we'll get you for the next episode. Love you. Bye bye, guys. Bye. bye.